Hello, this is Brandon from Motivational Speech Podcast. I have a great gift for you. I'm sharing some of the highly valuable life-changing free audiobooks. You can find the audiobooks link in the description. These audiobooks can change your life, so don't waste them. The Mamba mentality simply means trying to be the best version of yourself. That's what the mentality means. It means every day you know, you're trying to become better. And it's a constant quest. It's an infinite quest. Okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there. And uh, when you grow up as a kid thinking that the world is your oyster, and all things are possible if you put in the work to do it, you, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. I had goals, you know, I had expectations and things I wanted to accomplish, you know, and so like the outside world uh, could not meet that for sure. Mm -hmm. you know, I knew I wanted to win five, six, seven yeah. championships. You know I mean? That was my goal. For me to come out and say that, people would think I was a lunatic. Yeah. You know, so no matter what they said or what they threw at me, my expectations were certainly higher. So by the age of six, I was already strategizing versus other six-year-olds, you know? The age of six, I figured out six-year-olds couldn't dribble with their left hand. Yeah. When I was playing these six-year-old kids, I would make them dribble with their left because I knew they couldn't. <laughs> and so they dribble off their foot, I'd pick it up, lay it up. Do it again, dribble off foot, pick it up, lay it up. So at six years old, I had 63 points. And <laughs> I scored not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it, being upset about it. And my father just gave me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm gonna love you no matter what. Wow. Now that is the most important thing that you can say to a child. Because from wow. there, I was like, okay, it gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. I have the security there. But to hell with that, I'm scoring 60. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Right, and from there I just went to work. I just wow. I stayed with it, I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. You can't control that passion, man. You know, sometimes you just kind of have a fire and you need to, you need to keep those flames burning. Yeah. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Like, you, you, you don't really have much of a choice. Like, you wake up in the morning and you go, even if you tried to dial it back, mm -hmm. it'll just build up and build up and then it'll just, come out 10 times worse than it was before. Yeah, you, know, you, yes. you can't really control it. Passion came from the love for the game. You know, I, I loved everything about it. Like the smell of the ball. You love the smell of the ball? Yes, the ball. <laughs> you know, the smell of like brand new sneakers and like the sound the ball makes when it hits the ground. Sneakers and in the, the gym. Sneakers <laughs> yeah, the ball going through the net. Like all those things I, I love. And so the passion comes from that because once you have that love, you just want to be a part of this thing all the time. Trivial things weren't going to pull my attention. It had to be things that were, I had a purpose. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. And anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. At, at what age did that goal become crystal clear? That I, made, I made that deal with myself at 13 years old. At 13 years 13 old? 13 years old. That's you the deal I made. crystal clear about it? Crystal clear. And where did inspiration come from? Um, the love of the game. The love of the game, the challenge. Like, I, I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things, and I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. Let's find out. Is that when you think the mentality of hard work started to come in for you at that age, when you yeah. failed so miserably, I guess, that summer? I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important because I wasn't gonna catch these kids in a week. I wasn't gonna catch them in a year, right? So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is gonna take some thought. 
right? Mm -hmm. What I want to work on first. All right, shooting. All right, let's knock this out. Let's focus on this. Half a year, six months, do nothing but shoot. All right, after that, all right, creating your own shot. And you focus. So you start, I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. Everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything. Everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. So because you know what you want, the world's giving you exactly the information you 100%. need to become better at it. Because you know what you're looking for. So many guys tell stories about your work ethic. Yeah. What was really your work ethic like and for how long did you stay disciplined? Um, well, I mean, I mean, every day. I mean, since you know, 20 years. I mean, it was an everyday process and trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses. For example, jumping ability. Man, my vertical was a 40, it wasn't a 46 or a 40, 45. Um, my hands are big, but they're not massive, right? So you got to figure out ways to strengthen them so your hands are strong enough to be able to palm a ball and do the things that you need to do. Uh, quickness, I was quick, but not insanely quick. I was fast, but not ridiculously fast, right? So I had to rely on skill a lot more. I had to rely on angles a lot more. I had to study the game a lot more. And, uh, but I enjoyed it though. So like from the time I was, I can remember when I started watching the game, I studied the game mm. and it just never changed. You gotta learn, man. I mean, yeah. Beyonce's same, same thing. Really? After a performance, she's immediately on her laptop re-watching the performance. No way. Yes, seeing how to do things better. What could we have done differently? Right. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an obsessiveness that comes along with it. You want things to be as perfect as they can be. Understanding that nothing is ever perfect. But the challenge is try to get them as perfect as they can be. Mm -hmm. And what can you do? It's in your control. You really focused on practice. Tell us what you brought to practice and how you sort of made that standard for the rest of your team. Well, I mean, here, here's why practice was important. Not from just the standpoint that I enjoyed playing. Like, I enjoyed being there. Um, I enjoyed getting better. But as a leader of a team, it's also your responsibility to elevate the rest of the guys. And what people tend to get stuck on a lot is saying, okay, the way to make players better is to pass them the ball when they're open. That's a very trivial way to look at things. What you have to do is you have to get them emotionally to want to be better. You do it by repetition. You know, by just simply the act of working every day. Like, you can't talk your children into working hard. I mean, that's the one thing that drives me crazy is like, you know, I have parents come up to me on the street or, you know, when I'm at the sports academy and saying, okay, you know, how can I get my kid to work hard? What do I need to tell? Can you talk to my kid? I say, listen, it's not a, something that you can talk through. It's a behavioral thing. You have to get up every day and do the work, right? Consistently do the work. You got a lot of people playing their hard-earned money to come watch you perform. 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 It's your job to be in shape. It's your job to be strong enough to perform at that level every single night. And as a competitor, I'm not, I'm not ducking. Like, it's not, oh my God, my back hurts, I'm sore. We got to play Vince Carter and Toronto Raptors tonight. We actually had this happen. We had a game against Toronto in 2000. Um, and Vince was tearing the league up. Um, my back was jacked, jacked. But like the perception of that, like what? Kobe's missing a game against Toronto and Vince Carter because man, my back was really spasming. 
But people will be like, what? Oh, he's ducking Vince. Excuse me? No, I don't think so. So I would be in the layup line like, okay, there's a lot of days where, you know, you can rest and recover. Today ain't one of them. Your back can bother you any other day. It ain't bothering me today. Wow. We gonna, he gonna have to see oh, me today. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> what I have to do now is make sure that the people that we bring in, these obsessives that we bring in, are challenging themselves to do the best job that they think they can do. That's what I'm there for, is for them to constantly look in the mirror and self-assess and challenge themselves. If we have a project and you're saying, okay, I can do that, that's not the project we want. The projects that say, I don't know if I can animate that. I don't know how to write that story. I don't know how to do that. Those are the things we want because through that curiosity, you'll reach a level that you didn't think was possible. And so running the studio, that's what I'm doing. Why still wake up that early and train at this level in your life right now? For me, it was like, okay, I have to, I have to aim for something. Mm. So I said, I want to aim for size, I want to aim for bulk, right? So that's a tangible thing. Yeah. I, I'm going to go for that, right? But then also, it's you know, my children, because the kids can't see how hard you work. You go to the office, I come into the studio, they don't really see the effort, right? So how can we teach our children what it means to work hard? Well, we do it through training. This is the level of attention to detail you need to have in everything you do. So it's, it's setting the example. Same thing with my wife. My wife's a stay-at-home wife, right? So she works really hard at that. I mean, it's, you know, and so her attention to detail with that as well are examples for our children. And then for my wife, it's, you know, she's as competitive as I am. She's just like, listen, man, if you're going to be out here training eight hours a day, if you're going to spend nine months out of the year away from your family, you better win the championship. <laughs> what are we doing this for? <laughs>